Alice presents Better Skies Together. Discussions by and for air traffic control professionals. Thanks for joining us. Hello and welcome to Better Skies Together. Discussions by and for air traffic control professionals in a podcast presented by Thales. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Xavier Combe. Today, we're very happy to have Warren Beeston, Operational Authority Director of Airspace Mobility Solutions. Hi, Warren. Hi there, Xavier. How are you today? Very well, thank you. We're also with Frederic Delot. Frederic Delot is the Acting Executive Vice President Europe of the International Federation of Air Traffic Controllers Association. Hello, Frederic. Hi, Xavier. In another discussion, uh, Warren, you and Tom McRobert addressed the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on air traffic control in the Australian region. Now, Frederic, can you tell us what has changed in the management of the traffic and staffing as a result of the COVID-19 crisis? Well, obviously, uh, the COVID-19 crisis is the worst aviation uh, crisis in history. So um, in, depending on where you're located in Europe, the impact is different. Of course, depending on the unit, depending on the geographical area. Personally, I work in the uh, core area of Europe at the Maastricht uh, UAC, the Eurocontrol facility, located in uh, Beek in the Netherlands. And we have seen a drop of traffic equivalent to 85% compared to the previous year. Now, as we speak, the traffic is at minus 75% compared to 2019. And this is uh, basically all over Europe and uh, the network. So um, the impact of the COVID can be, of course, on the traffic level, but on the people. And uh, throughout all these periods that started mid-March, the air traffic controllers all over Europe have still provided the same level of safety service that is expected from them and uh, improved the efficiency by giving more and more directs and uh, service to the airlines. Despite what was going on all around them, and they were there to fulfill their responsibilities toward the system. Okay, thank you. Uh, Warren? Thanks, Frederick. So how are the controllers coping with this reduced uh, traffic levels? Well, obviously, uh, controllers do not like to sit around and do nothing for hours while there are two or three aircraft uh, in the air. So they have to keep their concentration at the highest level, despite the fact that there is no traffic flying around. The traffic is coming back at the moment in the form of peaks. Uh, we do see at certain moment of the day certain uh, peaks of traffic, while uh, the overall figures for the day is uh, very low compared to previous years. So people are somehow concerned about the situation. They try to remain focused and concentrated but uh, it's quite an unusual situation at the moment uh, for all of us. Yes, that's for sure. So do you have any ideas to share with other members of the Better Skies Together community in order to help them manage the present period better? Well, first of all is to remain safe, healthy and confident. Safe because we have to obviously as well in our day-to-day approach we have to stay focused and on our responsibilities towards the system. We have to stay healthy in order to be able 
to deliver this uh, service and to protect uh, our colleagues and our families and uh, eventually confidence because the traffic will come back and the situation will improve and um, hopefully very soon we will see some kind of normality in the traffic patterns again, not to the same level as we left it in, at the end of 2019, beginning of 2020, but uh, hopefully the situation will stabilize and from then on we'll be able to rebuild maybe a new approaches, new procedures, and we will have to concentrate on uh, delivering what we have to do for the system. And so what is the management of the Maastricht uh, Upper Air Control Centre doing about maintaining the controller proficiency on positions that have had a significant reduction in air traffic? Well, the first action uh, was to discuss with the regulator which is the Belgian NSA, how best to deal with the proficiency of people. Um, we have obviously had the problem with the amount of hours that people will be able to work and to consider as uh, working time, counting for the ratings. So there was an agreement made immediately, and we tried to rotate the staff so that they get exposed continuously to some kind of traffic. The best would be, and that is planned in the very near future, to have people going through uh, simulations to get them back towards uh, the level of traffic, medium to heavy traffic that we are used to. Because obviously when the traffic will come back, none of us would have been exposed to it for months. And uh, it is absolutely paramount that everybody gets back on their uh, routines and do not lose the efficiency that we used to have before. Yeah, quite a few challenges ahead, apparently. Now, Frederick, do you see any positive aspects in the changes that have been triggered by the current situation? Well, honestly, there's more negative than uh, positive in this overall uh, situation. On the negative aspect, we see a lot of our colleagues suffering, diminishing their working conditions and uh, extra pressure on the uh, working arrangement with the employers, with the service providers. We've seen uh, also some of them in some countries being laid off. This is really uh, the negative aspect because it will have uh, tremendous consequences on the short to medium term for the network. Now, if we want to look positively at certain aspects, any crisis is actually a catalysator for new ideas to reflect on uh, the current uh, situation and the procedures that we are applying to see if we can uh, improve fast a lot of uh, the way we are dealing with business. So this time can be used as well to train eventually our controllers who are not needed in the operational room and uh, to put them on the simulators for new tools or new techniques. Make use of workforce that uh, we don't necessarily need in the ops rooms to basically uh, also develop further some uh, systems and tools. But overall, the feeling is a negative feeling about the situation. Controllers, once again, are there to control traffic, to deliver efficiency and performance. And at the moment, they feel 
They're just hanging around waiting for the traffic to come back. Yes, that's right. Thanks, Frederick. So despite this difficult period, do you believe that any changes imposed during this crisis will alter the way that ATC is provided once the crisis is over? It's a difficult question. I hope we will uh, now start reflecting on certain aspects of um, the overall system so that we do not simply go back where we left it. The system has shown a lot of weakness, and I'm talking more about the way the uh, route charges, for instance, the bread and butter of the air navigation service providers is uh, financed. This needs to trigger a debate and a discussion as how to better fund the system to make it more resilient for a future crisis eventually, but to find a balance between the airspace users' needs and the air navigation service providers' obligations. So ultimately, this could come out of this crisis as a real debate for the reporting period four, which will start in three years in Europe. Most probably, there will be new needs for um, the traffic risk sharing mechanism that we know in Europe for between the airlines and the European Commission and the air navigation service providers. But overall, for the upstreams, I do not see many changes. It will have to go with the handling of the crisis and the health restrictions that we will have and hopefully this will be behind us very soon if there is a vaccine or if there are medicines developed that will allow us to go back to our previous life. So, Frederick, considering the industry as it transitions out of the COVID crisis, what do you think will be different in relation to staff rostering and conditions of working going forward? Well, there was already a lot of flexibility given by the controllers in uh, many countries. I'm not saying all of uh, them have flexible approach to uh, working environments, but obviously what, with what has been imposed on the controller in the last month, it's really difficult to see whether the work environments will change tremendously. Obviously, in certain parts it will, because the staff shortage, if the traffic comes back, to a certain level by the end of the year will be felt immediately. At the moment, of course, there was a lot of additional leave offered or part-time possibility, either mandatory or uh, voluntary. Again, I stress it. I mean, from the controller perspective, there's been a lot of flexibility given. So we'll have to see how this will evolve, if this will then improve the uh, relationship on certain aspects between management and the controllers to develop new uh, ways of dealing with rosters. Personally, we had already very flexible working conditions and rostering, so I don't see how far we can stretch the controllers to accept uh, full flexibility of the rosters. This is very difficult uh, to see, and in other parts, this crisis has uh, totally broken the uh, link between uh, the management and the upstream uh, staff. So it will be uh, a challenge to come out of this and um, to come out of it constructively. It will be very difficult in the future. 
Yes, it sounds like you've got a few challenges there in the human resources area. How long do you think it will be before you see a return to the pre-COVID traffic levels? Well, following the, the current prediction, we could see that by end of July, beginning of August, we should be at about 50% of the traffic level of last year. By the end of the year, these predictions show a return to 75-80% of the traffic level of 2019. What most probably will change is the fact that we will be confronted with peaks of traffic. Because obviously, everybody still wants to leave the airport at 8 o'clock and come back at 6 o'clock, which is uh, the best business hours. So um, peaks will happen uh, more and more until we maybe see in two or three years a return to uh, the level of 2019. Now we have to see how the European Parliament and the Green Deal will change a certain aspect of the uh, aviation uh, business. For instance, certain loans given to big groups and airlines were conditioned to improving the CO2 emissions. Now, this could also have an impact on the, the different flows and the different uh, way of handling. Schiphol might have a, a night curfew and a KLM might need to um, reshuffle the whole schedule in and out of uh, Schiphol in order not to fly at night anymore. This as well will have some consequences on the network. So. We'll have to see as it develops and be prepared for anything. Be prepared for anything, as you say. Thank you very much, Frederic Delot, for your insights about air traffic control in Europe. And thank you very much, Warren Beeston. You've been listening to Better Skies Together. Join us next time for another discussion about a different region of the world. Goodbye. This was Better Skies Together, a podcast presented by Talis. Made by and for air traffic control professionals. Better Skies Together. Empowering controllers for tomorrow's air traffic management.